Cyberpunk Red, The Dark Future. The year is 2045, and our edge runners Shade, Shift, Oni, and Carl have just come off a major job with their rocker boy friend Mizuki. They've got a new job in front of them, and a new game master at the head of the table. In this campaign arc, a sequel to the Lucy in the Sky bonus campaign from Massive Damage Adventures Season 4, Ian takes the chrome chair, and I join as a player. This will be about a 20-episode mini-campaign, with each episode being 40 to 60 minutes. Our intro music is Challenge Day by Mindbender, and the background music is Sirenscape's official Cyberpunk Red soundscapes. If you're interested in running your own Cyberpunk Red campaign virtually, get yourself a free Roll20 account at Roll20.net and pick up the Cyberpunk Red Roll20 edition for $39.99 US. Got a physical copy of Red and still want to use the virtual table? No problem, Chum. The character sheet is free. You've just got to do the extra legwork to load your maps, assets, and Machiavellian schemes. And, as you jack into the digital streets of Night City, don't forget the Edge Runner's rules. Style over substance. Attitude is everything. Live on the edge. Break the rules. So this is a uh, Cyberpunk Red podcast. Um, it is sponsored by Roll20. Woo, Roll20! Woo! Always I should bring up... Who wants to give us a recap of last time? Uh, so it started off with a security checkpoint. Right. Yeah, because, okay... So I remember, like, in the session before that, we had fired a bunch of guards, killed a guard captain, all that fun stuff. We'd gone in, and it's kind of like a blur of, of things that we did. I know that there was, a like, a bunch of... We were more, like, deceiving people and all that sort of fun stuff, but... I remember uh, coffee was really important. The presence of right! <laughs> yes. I remember on there the was for a bit, but eventually things uh, rolled over. And... Uh, someone set Melissa <laughs> on fire with their minds. Do it right now. That was a really good one. That was really, really was. pretty good. Thank if you. I remember correct, now I remember because I blanked this one out. Wasn't someone trying to get us in as like a bunch of like strippers or something like that? Yes, oh, right. yeah, successfully that... did that for us. <laughs> I can't so, like. I thought we were like. Why would you no, blank it out? Like... It was amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's this? What's this? Like, try to get you in. We do have a problem, however. We have one group of security who knows we're posing as security and actually strippers, and then we have a bunch of security who's pretty sure that we're new security hires. And then, thirdly, we have a group of janitors who know we're sketches, fuck, and are terrified of us. So there are three different True. truths circulating around this building right now about us. So we I, should probably I just get the job and skedaddle. I also just want to clarify, they do not think we're strippers. They think we are sex workers. Oh, yeah. It's definitely worth it. Which is uh, right. above board, taxed, and no one in this world looks down upon it. So saith the GM. Yeah, it's a, it's, it yep. is a legit profession. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, and you guys hit most hot, of the things. So. You did miss two things. Um, the first thing you missed uh, is that uh, everyone on the lower levels, that security, you have bribed to lay down your arms and look the other way. Yep. Uh, so there's a fourth group you hadn't considered. Um, yes. So there's four different opinions of people rolling around. Yep. 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 Um, you're right. You did attempt to get your way in by either befriending the janitors or um, the security officers. Uh, also the name of the two gangs in my high school. Um, 
and you succeeded with the uh, security officers with uh, Shade's particular bluff, making a pretty amazing conversation. And I believe I made you do like a. Um... It was shift. No, it was it was. Uh, oh, it was Shade. Yeah, Shade tried. Uh, yeah, Shade failed with the janitors. Shift succeeded with wardrobe and style, and they got a great bureaucracy role to bluff her way in. Um, and you got your second set of cards. You had the first set of cards, which is like a, a biometrics thing. Um, yep. And then you had the uh, second card. Um, like, sorry, you had swipe cards, you had biometrics cards, and you got a third card where your biometrics will now expire in an hour. So that's why this game is called T-60 in my notes, because you have 60 minutes and everything's going to have a time associated with it right now. Yes. Um, so at the end of 60 minutes, you're to be out. Um, or at least renew them with another security person. So you have yep. a mandatory check-in in 60 minutes. Yeah. Right, right, right. And then, yeah, so... Let's just dive out the nearest window. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the... Gravity, take the wheel. It's the easiest way to get out of the job. Um, actually, that's not true. You uh, you know what? No, never mind. Um, <laughs> yes, do tell us how to solve uh, this quickly. Nope, it's on someone's X card. Um, so... Mm. Uh, on the upper level, there is a like the notable areas are there's a barracks, there's a server room, there's the executive offices and VIP areas, and then uh, in amongst all of those is networks of offices and corridors and business places. Um, the upper decks, as you kind of walk through them, I'll say it's like 59 minutes right now. They're strangely busy, but at the same time, like completely absent. It looks like there's half the staff, but they're four times as busy. Um, and so there's all sorts of uh, adjutants and uh, office workers and um, organizers and just various different groups of people on the main floor. They all are wearing these like multiple badges and things. Um, pretty soon after walking um, past the security section, like uh, with your guys' like guard uniforms on, you see another set of guards like checking someone and renewing their hour long pass. Um, so the security here is, is pretty crazy and everyone seems to be used to it, but there's like, obvious signs of tension between the two groups, between the guards and between the people who are checking passes. Like, the person's just, like, clearly frustrated. I honestly are, didn't think this place would be so populated. Um, well, so, um, there was about a thousand office workers from Petrochem here, because they were supporting about a hundred thousand factory workers and their families. Um, and they got most of the Petrochem staff out. You would have known that from the reports, but there's like a skeleton crew keeping some of the more vital systems online. Like reactors are controlled through executive suites and like various other executive functions of the security grid handled That's through this. Bad. And so they're keeping, yeah, they're keeping the lights on. Um, and they're also like trying to maintain the image of authority because the PR battle is like the workers representing morality not to get ham-fisted here, and ethics, um, and the company representing the corporatocracy, the order of things, right? Like, their big thing is, like, we own this. We're still here. We're still working. They're trying to, like, this is an invasion. That's what they're trying to sell. Yes, and our main goals here are to, one, get the cigar as part of the whole bribery and all that sort of stuff, and the other is get blackmail on the leadership to have them, like, quit, basically, and just leave of their own accord. Yeah, specifically, there's this mysterious guy named Hank Frick, who is the general manager of Homestead. He's the big honcho. He's on Petrochem's board. He is a executive. And if you can get some dirt on him, then you should be able to um, 
you should be able to find out what you need to get PetroChem off-site, potentially. And if this is the case, the servers are located around this area, right? Yeah, so one of the places you can go to is the server room. We um, should go to, yeah. You, you don't really know the exact layout, and so I have like a, a bit of a fancy secret map. And so if you try and go from one place to the other, um, like the you can tell the executive offices in the VIP area are quite close together, but the barracks and the server room and the executive VIP are in separate areas. And so depending where you go, you might have like random encounters and stuff. And we were looking towards getting the cigars from Hank as well, right? Like Hank yeah. was particularly the one who had the cigars. Yeah, so, and so up to you how you want to get into his office, but like we're talking the office of a C-level corporate exec at one of the largest and honestly most violent corporations that isn't explicitly military, right? Like if you can think of all of the energy conflicts that have evolved through the world um, and then cyberpunk those, that's what Petrochem is. So Petrochem yeah. is like, they have bombed nations and they're upfront about it. And we need to do it quietly. So as not to make a media frenzy. So, yes. office, personal suite, or server room? Uh, you server can't room get room. cigars in the server room, though. I just want to point out, going to the barracks where all of the guards are is a possible option. You can go to the barracks if you'd like. Oh, yeah, we can I mean, go there. If you want, if you think you can actually get the data off of the executive suite, you could go there, too. I was thinking server rooms were having the best access. server room's a good choice, yeah. I think guards yeah. hold a lot of information, and we should go check with them. No. We should split the party. Five uh, different ways. A thought pops into Carl's head. Don't guards store information in their blood? You have to get <laughs> it out, and then pool it all together to reach it. Like, and you got after me for my pun. Assault rifle begins, like, tracking towards a guard. Someone bats it down. <laughs> Where was the pun there? We have to get all their blood and pull it back together with blood pool. pool it, anyway, pool it sounded it. like a play on I'm, words. No, I meant literally. Get yeah. it into a pool. So I heard server room and I heard executive offices. I do vote executive offices. Personal terminals. Or personal rooms. Yes. Oh, um, is that one of the options? There are. So the um, there are like residences in this area, people who live in the executive tower. Um, they tend to be like some of the higher ranking people. Most of the people that are working here live in the lower levels because they're not cleared to live in the higher levels. So you could break into some personal rooms. Um, I'll add actually uh, personal rooms to the map. So there's like personal rooms, barracks, server room, and executive and VIP. I mean, if you think that we're going to find his cigars in his office, it makes sense to me. All right, let's go to Tomash executive room. Told you, Tomash told you that they were in that his they office. Would be, oh, would, okay. Well, that he would well, offer them to people who was making business transactions with. It was like a power move because the, the particular leaf in these cigars is no longer, like, it is no longer present. It has to actually be created by one of Petrochem's biological subsidiaries. Old Toby. Uh, <laughs> can't remember any other uh, leafs from Lord of the Rings. Genetically engineered tobacco. Uh, uh, do we do we still have do we have an overlay of our own map of this upper area or that was only the previous area uh so the previous area you have complete listing with but that was yep. compromising terminals in the low security area in the high security area you have basically the listings but you don't have any particular areas 
you can follow right. it's it's meant to be navigated so you can follow the signs essentially but imagine you were placed in a hospital and you're trying to find like a radiology ward anybody good at wayfinding or do you want me to hack another terminal I mean if we were like you know somewhere else but this is a building I don't know how they work I'm just looking. I'm looking. Um, I will remind Frogger that when you looked at the security in general, the security that you could see off in the distance in the executive area was like light years ahead. Yes, very scary. I offer it as a backup. Somebody else show us where to go. Question? Um, I mean, bureaucracy, I'd accept as a navigation skill in this case. um, Because like literally navigating some bureaucracy here. Um, I would also accept, um, isn't there a navigation skill? I, I've got library search. <laughs> I'm really good at bureaucracy. Question, does our luck refresh? When's luck refresh? Uh, every session, I believe. Yep. Hot, because I was out. Um, I'm great. I'm, I'm good at bureaucracy. I'm really good at bureaucracy. All right. So, um... How are you like oh pulling God, on your history? Skill. <laughs> it just says infinity here. <laughs> it just says text. It says lots, uh, and then like love, Jen. Um, Enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, just kidding. I was looking at business. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd accept business as well. Like we're in like we're in like corporate headquarters. So how is your history of business like? influencing your it, ability to get this role like what's your backstory it, it tells me where these chumps want to set up their different offices like you want to have the hr around this corner because it's closest to the elevator so you can escort crying fired people out where you want the exact offices over here because it's not where you expect it so if there's a gunman they won't go there directly and just kind of like those weird layout pieces of, of how an office is set up how did you get I this? I would not have thought of either of those, so kudos to you, Jeff. How did you That's excellent examples? How did you um how did you get this information? I interned at a really big company way back in the day. I'm gonna give you a plus one for that. Yeah. So go ahead and roll. And that's when you decided the fixer life was for you. Screw this corporate stuff. She, Oni's just like, that's what Shiv says. When in reality she bombed. They fired me because my fucking language is pieces of shit. <laughs> Holy shit! The three-hour move right there. So I <laughs> wow. Read a business. I had set this at a heroic difficulty level, um, and I think what happens with your permission um, uh, uh, shift is that Frogger like is like, all right, cool. Where are we going to go? And then shift is just like well like clearly they're not going to happen just like you, you have like a two minute monologue that won't use up any time where you perfectly describe where everything is and everyone's like like at some point Frogger just starts taking notes and he's like drawing a spatial diagram in front of everyone just like okay well and see these fuckers over here have no originality so they would have been using the Highland method of offense layout which is from Germany and you know those, they're such fucking twats. But anyways, 
Um, I think I mentioned this previously, but did you know that the cubicle was originally not supposed to completely enclose you? It was supposed to be angled walls that you could create three sides of a hexagon, and you could get yourself a little bit of privacy if you ha- wanted to have a phone call or something, but otherwise you were supposed to be present in the office. Um, sounds even worse. But what they did is they just started buying extra walls and enclosing people in boxes. Good. Okay, but when you said, yeah, I mean, I'd rather be in a box. But when you said angled, I picture it like angled on the vertical. <laughs> so it'd be flat where your desk was, and then off at an angle, and then off at an angle like this. So you kind of have like an alcove area where you. Yeah, kind of- yeah, like a little alcove. I, but I, yeah, I was picturing like it was a cup. <laughs> I had a manager once who was very, very tall, taller, in fact, than our normal height cubicles and felt no need to come to the door of one's cubicle, he would just pop up over a random wall. It could be any angle to say, hi, what are you doing? And it was terrifying every single time. Just throw it I out. 100% would do that if I was tall. I got one of those beasts at work. It's Kirby. He's like 80 feet tall, and he <laughs> was should have been born in a century where battle axes and horses ruled. Um, the ability to drop in and assess a situation is it's like an absolutely necessary thing, but a pox on people who just do that randomly and don't like preface it at all or do anything like that. Like nothing's worse than like, hey, how's it going? Right? Or hey, we should talk. It's even I, worse I tried your phone calls with a headset, but nobody notices right. your headset under your hair. I have a Bluetooth that goes on uh, on my left, my right ear, and my cubicle door is on my left. So I'll just be talking on the phone and like they'll my customer will be talking and someone will come in and be like, hey, so yeah, actually, we just need to go over. And I'm like, and they're like, oh, you know, I didn't know. <laughs> on, on a call, um, they actually sell things you can attach to your monitors that will hook into your Bluetooth and they'll tell if you're on a call and they'll be like red flag, green flag, yellow flag, depending on what state you're in. Um, oh, no also... one in my office would pay attention to that. No, for no, one I... millisecond. It sometimes is a struggle to tell people that I'm on a call with hand signals. And they're like, no, this is quick, though. And I was like, I don't care. Go away. The building's not on fire. Let's keep going. So we have a rough layout. Not enough to avoid encounters, but enough to go where you want to go without a a check. Because 34 is a lot higher than 21. Um, Yeah, by 13. Uh, So... (laughs) It's 35, actually, with your plus one bonus. That's true. That's true. Uh, in that case, it's a failure, strangely. Um, <laughs> if you succeed by 14 or more, you fail. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 13. It's, yeah, yeah. Um, it's an overflow, data overflow area, <laughs> so it just reverts yeah. back. It does revert. The bit rounded. Um, it's, a, <laughs> it's a two's complement problem. Um, so the reason that shift, like, she had this internship, she, but she, her secret, sole secret reason is because she, in her heart of hearts, wants to run a giant corporation, and so in her spare time, researches everything corporate. How many notebooks full of floor pans does Shift have? Just, like, so many. And she's, like, planned out her whole building, and she knows her corporate structure, and she knows what HR software she would use. Is there, like, a power suit in the back of your closet where no one can see it and every once in a while you pull it out. <laughs> yes, and it is also powered with uh, guns in the uh, sleeves as well because it's cyberpunk. I mean, naturally. And it's a power suit. I get you. you. Sometimes you have to defend yourself. 
<laughs> yep. Sometimes um, I fire right. people with extreme prejudice. <laughs> so, um, where are we heading to? Executive uh, offices. Executive offices. All right. Sounds good. Um, no one really had an opinion. So the first opinion I heard was the one we went with. Um, so you're you're heading off to the executive offices. Can I get a marching order as well? I don't want to give you that. I just want to know who the auto cannons target first. No, me. Then. Definitely Carl. Yeah. I, I assume I've got rear guard as not super squishy, but not a main combatant. I'm in the middle because, you know, I need to pop out for the surprise performance. I'm usually falling behind Carl. And then oh. I will be just ahead of shift, I guess. All right. Love that we've established that. I'm now ready to take notes. What's the marching order? Carl Oni. Shade. Uh, Shade's in the rear. I don't know which one of your characters is which. I'm <laughs> Shift, frog, or shade. If Sir Fitzgerald shades the doctor. Yeah, you're yeah. both shh names, and my brain just goes... Uh, Melissa loves to cast shade on people, and that's the reason why her character's name is Shade. That's legitimately you can, it. You can say it as many times as you want. Give me sick reasons to remember it, and I still never will. Okay. Anyway, marching order. Carl. Oni. Shift. Frogger. Shade. Yes. I like to imagine that Oni is, like, whenever stuff happens, he just does that, like, rogue thing of melting directly against my back. Mm -hmm. And then when they come close, hee Surprise, Oni! <laughs> um, he makes it artistic, though. Like, Carl will bring out the big gun, and then, like, a second set of arms will come out, and one's holding the machete. <laughs> uh, I have a cape I flourish. I'm flying out of it. <laughs> so... um there is, uh, you guys are walking past, um, like, a bunch of different people. I mentioned that there is, like, all sorts of, like, office workers and various different things, people running giant terminals, big dis data displays and stuff. Um, Frogger, you can go ahead and make me a, um, I want, like, a perception check here, but I want more of, like, a, um, let's say, like, a concentration check, actually. Um, so yeah, basically, literally concentration for yeah, skill listed. That, that, that's why I asked. Yes. Um, so, oh, sorry, I thought you were asking if there was one. Uh, no, I was asking him to make one. Sorry. Um, so make a concentration check to just basically like passively absorb information because you are in like an executive level sweet thing, and so the better your success here, I'm just going to give you some passive credits, assuming you sell the information on the black market. You can split with the party if you want, but like. Frogger might actually like be catching some of this, but he probably gets distracted before taking too much in. His concentration's not super high. That is a ten. All right, cool. Yeah, you you catch like a bit of something. You like you can like maybe make like a stock trade on like some subsidiary that's about to be bought out or something like that. Okay. Um, but one of the other things you're walking past a lot is guards. There's like guards on almost every corner. Um, and these are not like your average run of the mill security dude with like a an earpiece and a gun and some body armor. These are people wearing like combat armor with like large polished assault rifles, bandoliers of grenades, riot helmets, like all sorts of like kitted out to the nines. Um, and every once in a while, a patrol will run by, and that patrol is, is also has like a combat drone flying behind it, 
which again is like armed to the teeth. Um, so Carl, your your like hand is tightening on your weapon because you guys all are guards, so you all have like weaponry. Um, I'm assuming, um, and all of these guards also like these are their guns. These aren't like corporate guns. These are people who take pride in their weaponry, and so you're getting like a feeling that this is not like a, a nice thing. Um, and then Carl and Oni, can you make me perception checks? There's a large group of guards that are clustered together. And if one of you succeeds, um, you will hear a piece of information as you pass by them. Where the heck is my perception? There we go. Nope. Got a nine. Patrick, would you like to join me um, in any other voice channel? Secret time. But that doesn't work for a podcast. That's true. All right. <laughs> Everybody plug your ears. <laughs> everyone, including everyone listening who's in a podcast. All right. I will I will thumbs up when we're ready, okay? All right. Uh, I, this is complicated by the fact that I am gaming with my wife who oh. took off her headphones. Uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Just plug your ears. It's fine. Well, let's um, leave the room forever. Uh, so... Uh, you hear uh, you hear them uh, the like clear lieutenant of this group of guards which are armed to the teeth you can see like four drones in this particular group um, say that um, that there's been a 964 on the lower levels um, which as you recall was the code for bribery basically um, and the guard says that um orders are to uh, kill everyone on the lower levels um, who is uh, any sort of security officer to take no prisoners. Uh, they'll purge it and they'll replace it with new assets from corporate that will be flown in. Jeez. So, um, this group of about 60 or so guards is planning on going downstairs and killing every security guard if you guys don't intervene. Um, you can choose to intervene if you'd like. Um, I don't suggest you take on four armored vehicles and, four and 60 guards, but I have stats for them if you want to. Um, <laughs> and you could also ignore this information and just go on your business. Um, you bribed them. Um, there's no real hard evidence connecting you to them. But in a very literal sense, if you do nothing, their blood will be on your hands. Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. And you get the, you get the impression they that they're like, yeah, they're like, it's the lower levels are too compromised. They're going to send a detachment down to kill everyone and to basically set up security checkpoints to make sure no one gets up to the uh, higher levels. They're not going to kill any office drones, but they're going to kill every security person they can get their hands on. Sucks to suck. Don't work for corpos. Yep. All right. Cool. Back. You said, I'll give thumbs up when it's good, and then proceeded to not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Thumbs up. Jen's just going to check on kids because we weren't sure if there was... um kids making loud sounds or if it was thunder I think it was thunder because I was hearing thunder as well and Fury was hiding underneath tables yeah we got a cute picture of Fury in the uh, cyberpunk red chat um alright so um yeah there's some people discussing um uh, Oni and Carl as you walk past the group of large group of guards but 60 of them for uh, drones they're like in like a annex or something um, you hear something talking about like deployment, um, but um, nothing else. Um, so we head off to the offices, uh, and um, 
you come to like a set of like glass doors. Um, they're like very nice. It doesn't even look like there's glass other than the fact that there's um, essentially like two handles floating beside each other in the air. And there's a thin gap where there's like a, a little tiny bit of distortion where you can see that there's like two doors that swing and you can see hinges on the other side. Um, the whole area is uh, about 30 foot by 20 foot. So huge kind of like vaulted ceilings. Um, there's like artwork along the walls. Um, and uh, it's like a long hallway with a desk kind of where you are and then kind of like a raised plinth and then around the plinth are a bunch of doors. Um, and there's one in particular that's set in like massive obsidian. Um, there's someone sitting at the desk um, who is not paying you any mind. Um, and you have and you have reached the executive suites. Or the executive offices specifically. And Frogger kind of uh, nudges shift and says, so are we, um, are we a party? Is this, is this the plan? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so we're going to like walk in, open up the doors and kind of um, do our bluff checks, essentially. Yeah, I guess we're going up to the person at the desk. Okay. Or, or are we striding with confidence? Is that what we were talking about? I think we are. Yeah, like I think I think like I think that your crew like we'll say it takes you like five minutes to get there. So we're at uh, um, we're at fifty four minutes because we were at fifty nine when we walked out. Let's put that in the chat so we can have a running tally of it. Uh, we're at fifty four minutes, uh, and uh, you kind of like open up the doors, um, and they're like perfectly balanced. So you begin to like touch the doors and move them forward, and like the whole thing like pivots, and it's clear it's like one extremely polished piece of glass. You're not even sure it's really glass. It feels slightly strange to you, but it's like almost perfectly clear as you like move it and there's like a hiss as like fresh air comes out, which you didn't know there was different qualities of air until you open up these doors and you feel the air like pass in to your helmets and like suddenly it just, it smells nice in a way that you're now conscious that every other place you've ever been hasn't smelled this good. Uh, and then as you kind of approach, um, the lady is like sitting at the desk and she smiles as you approach and says, uh, hello there. Um, I don't have a shift change uh, on my uh, accounting for this afternoon. Uh, how can I help you? Hey, we're here by a special request, if you get my drift. Uh, there are, are many special requests. Um, this is the land of special requests, I'm sure, as you know. Um, to what in particular are you referring to? Sex. <laughs> she, she, there's like a, there's like, um, one of those smiles where it's like, it's like the, the mouth becomes like a line. She kind of like narrows her eyes. Like, do you remember the, um, who's the person who plays, uh, uh, the lady, the main lady from, um, Game of Thrones, uh, like Khaleesi, what's her name? Oh, like Dan Harris. Uh, yeah. Amelia Clark. Yeah. Do you remember the Amelia Clark meme where she's like, yeah, like that thing. It's like, does a smile like that? She says, I'm still going to need you to be more specific. And we're, we're, uh, we're an entertainment crew that does sex. We're the executives. They ordered us. Uh, which executive? I'm sorry. I'm going to need you to be specific. Frogger is going to try and strike a pose with his acting ability. <laughs> 
Well, now that song's in my head. Uh, to what extent? Because a sexy pose. A sexy pose. <laughs> a sexy pose. There's. I think there's like I. I like it. I'm gonna let you do it. But I feel like there's a better. Is there a better? Like, would this be? I mean, personal grooming, wardrobe and style, and acting are all the same for me. Okay, sure. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll roll. We'll we won't focus on the skill. We'll we'll focus on the what you're trying to portray. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna spend a little bit of luck. Mm-hmm. Yes, I rolled a ten. Rolling again. All right. Uh, that is a total of twenty. <laughs> Yeah, seducer. You need someone at some point to like not just like step out on a guy wire and roll nothing but twenty plus, right? Like I need someone who does something stupid and I set the difficulty really high to flub one one of these days. Like I need a win at this point. Um, So there's like we're winning. There's kind of this like look where where she looks at like she looks at shift and it's just like what and she looks at frogger and there is definitely like a pulling back right like if there's like a monitor on the bottom of the screen that has like i don't believe you i do believe you it shifts towards i believe you like a little bit it's like well you know because you, you've got like strapping 17 year old kid right um probably edge runner probably pretty fit not to typecast you at all uh but i'm guessing we're going off like the lucio thing yeah anyways she's like well i guess i could see it she's like um all right then, um, are you registered? Uh, all all entrants to the executive offices have to be registered, um, and if I if I don't see your name here, I'll have to have you escorted from the building. Um, you're here, so I assume you have clearance. But I operate a, a very tight ship here, um, and if you don't if you're not on the list, then I will have you removed. Is that is, is that different than the blood stuff? Uh, sorry, you, what are you asking me that question? <laughs> Confused. Yeah, is it different than the sixty minute thing that we're on right now, like the biopass? Uh, no, she's assuming that you have like yeah yeah. She's talking about something you have no idea about. Um, from your business background, she probably has like a schedule of comings and goings, and there's probably like even the illicit stuff is on someone's schedule, and it seems like this is the person who keeps the secrets of the place. Like you have no idea who this person is, but she seems like imperious a little bit and also kind of done with you already. So who knows? Uh, it's a very like... code breakery style office with someone just like working a, like a, yeah. there's like an enigma machine in the corner. Sure. Where someone's decoding. Can I look back in my um, my my brain library? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we briefed on this this job, and like we probably know a bit about this corporation. Can I see if I can remember the name of one of the execs who seems like the most? So you know the your wild yeah. childy. Oh, um, interesting. Okay, uh. Let's have you spend some luck to get this opportunity. I think that's like a pretty good cost for it. How much luck? Um, let's say half your pool. Because um, this is Done. like reaching in to get like the answer to a problem. Um, and then I think we'll make a check and we'll 
add in those those whatever luck you spent to this roll. Um, oh, and let's wow. do. Oh, there's got to be like a. Which one is it? It would be a. Wouldn't be technique. There's like a memory. Techniques for later. <laughs> um. Let's do another business check, um, and you'll add uh, whatever your bonus and luck is to that. Because I feel like if anything's going to represent your ability, like pull stuff out of an org chart, for example, it'll be that. All right, so this plus four. Ooh, uh, 25. Yeah, so you pull out um, uh, you pull out the name of a particular executive, uh, Luna Skynite, who is the um, hard-partying CFO of this particular section of Petrocan's business. Um, you remember that Frogger put together, like, a bunch of stuff, and you saw, like, a packet on her like standing on top of like a boardroom table with like a bottle of tequila. Um, it was like the only photo you could find of her. Um, and so you're pretty sure that if anyone's going to get you in, it is this uh, Luna ski night. Yeah. I mean, you do seem pretty tight lady, but um, you know, Luna hired us. So I don't know if she's got us on the books or not. All right. So uh, I'm going to call this like a Nexus event. Uh, like in in the Doctor Who sense of things, this is you putting yourself out there with either something that is believed as a lie or doubted as a lie with serious consequences. And I'm telling you that so you could probably spend the rest of your luck if you need to. I'm going to need a straight persuasion roll. This is you just um, straight up lying to someone. Is there a chance for aiding on this one? No, I don't think so. Just because the odds of you having contextual information for Petro... Like if you can justify in your backstory contextual information for these executives of Petrochem, um, I don't think so. Um, but um, what was I going to say? You do, yeah. Like, I think it's just a persuasion role. And we're kind of at the point where you're lying to someone who knows better, and so you're trying to overpower them with force of will. By exactly. What does it mean when my persuasion is bolded? I believe that's a character skill, right? Oh, okay. So it's just, yeah, that doesn't add anything. All right, I spend my last for cool, because I don't need cool. I, uh, I mean luck. I spend my last for luck. You spend your last for cool, going down to zero cool. Uh, being yes! an awesome hacker. 24. God damn it. <laughs> oh, I'm, rolling on the, I'm rolling on the game. Yeah, I did set uh, that at you. So you are exactly at the difficulty value I had set. I had set it one below legendary because you are essentially going to like the person responsible for all of the dirty laundry of all of the executives on this like giant massive installation and bluffing your way in by saying you don't know them as well as I do. So like this is you going to someone and being like have you heard what your husband or wife is doing? You've never met me before but I know them more than you like that level of connection. And there's like, there's a second where there's like a flash of doubt in her eyes where like this, like well-dressed, perfectly manicured person who you're pretty sure is like, is kind of scary. Like doubt flashes in her eyes for a second. How do you like double down and exploit that doubt? And like, because you like seize on it and then you blow past it. Like you seize on that little tiny element. How do you grow that into a flame? 
Um, <laughs> I was just gonna say, I um. Oh, sorry. Well, uh, Ian told me he was giving me a background skill because he gave lots of people a background skill, but he never actually wrote it out for me on how it works. Ever? Ever? No. You've never sent it to me, but I'm pretty sure I could maybe use it to aid. Uh, so I did write it out for you. It's, it's in my notes, at least. Um, I wrote, cutting words, once per session, after a social roll has occurred, you can prevent negative consequences, if any, from that roll, if any exist. The check still fails, but no negative consequences occur. So this is a positive check. So if it was a negative check, you could have gotten out of it using your cutting words ability. Right, but she has to make one more. No, she doesn't, start, she doesn't have to make a roll. She's just like, I'm asking you to be like, there's a, I'm asking you for like RP reasons to close out the moment of like, you've found the problem. What do you say as like a final kind of fuck you to this person who's this like... Oh, well, so she might have interpreted it that way, but the way that Schiff was trying to say it was just like, you know, I don't know this lady. Would she have done that or not, right? Not being like, oh, you know, Luna, but being like... I don't know, is that the kind of thing Luna would do? And then mm, she's gotcha. like, Ooh. and so I'd be like, I mean, I, you know executives, they're, they're really inconsiderate sometimes, hey? Now I'm going to try to bro. Yeah, yeah, and you, like, you try and connect on like a deeper level, and she's like, well, you know, She's like, like, kind of like stops and starts for a second. You can tell she's like clearly flustered, and she goes, "Fine, um, I'll sign you in. Um, I'm going to need names for everyone, um, and then you can go into her office and wait. Um, and there's a there's a terminal in there. If you swipe her biometrics, um, she will be up shortly, and uh, they'll they'll renew your hour long passes there." Um, because she's she's not currently on site, so I will page her, and you guys can head off to her office. Thank you. Um, and um, you head back, um, like kind of behind her, and you can like if anyone catches a like looks back at her desk, you can see there's like a, a whole bank of computer monitors, um, and like a bunch of different scenes that you didn't know there was cameras and stuff. Um, a few of them have targeting reticules on them. Um, and you head into the office into like a very nicely set out office with like a, um, is anyone ever, do you know what a conversation pit is? Uh, it's a thing that used to be in, in seventies, um, um, houses where there would be a section that was like down from the floor and on Speed the floor would be, like, sitting areas, um, yeah. there's like a giant conversation pit there, um, and everything's like very well kept. There's like a mahogany desk behind it. And like one wall of the office is like a bar um, with like really expensive alcohol in it, like all sorts of stuff. Um, her office is the first one on the left. There's adjoining doors between each of the offices as well. Perfect. Do we know which one? Um, uh, do face Hank Frick? Hank Frick. Uh, you'd guess he'd be in the giant obsidian door one. If there's going to be a person oh, okay. in charge, yeah, yeah, it would yeah, be yeah. the giant doors. So you have to go through another office and then into um, into uh, another office into Hank's. Would that be a um, security tech roll? Yeah, that absolutely would. Um, you make that roll and I'll narrate something to the rest of the group. Cool beans. 
Uh, I will check the difficulty values in a second. Um, I believe that succeeds because I believe it's above a 17, which is the difficulty of that. Um, but uh, one of the things you guys do here um, is at the barest hint of your senses, uh, probably most notable just based on history to uh, Carl and Oni, um, you guys all hear the staccato thumping of heavy weaponry firing from um, lower on in the building um, and you like as you're like by the windows because you're up on like the top level and you can see all the way down the building you see someone get thrown out of the lower window uh, and impact on the ground below what's going on with that is that normal it's okay it's okay they're just liquidizing liquidating all the guards down there it's fine so are we now moving while a fight is going on there no, is no fight just happening kill- Oh, they're okay. just killing the guards. It's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. There's there seems to be some sort of armed fracas that is happening on the lower levels. It's not including you. Okay. Cool. What was the the did the lady leave already? This assistant? Uh, no, she's still at her desk. What's her name? Uh, she didn't give you one. Did she have a name tag on? She or did not. A little desk placard. She did not. Excuse me? Uh, you kind of like pop out and she like kind of looks back and she says, yes, can I help you? Should, should we be concerned about any stuff going on downstairs? Uh, uh, no. Um, there was a uh, there was a security breach among the uh, guards and lower levels um, and we have dispatched uh, armed petrochem enforcers to eliminate all security on the lower levels. Um, we expect that uh, the purge will be complete within the next 30 minutes. Um, armed pockets of resistance could exist uh, for the next five minutes after that, um, but you are not in danger. Wow, I like your efficiency. Thank you. She, like, turns back to her desk. So I'm going to go back in. So did we just get all those guards killed that we offered to split money with? Yeah. They found that out so fast. They broadcast it. It's their fault. Well, they broadcast to their other crews that they were taking bribes to let down their guard. You think they weren't going to find out up here? Well, it sounded like that happened all the time. It probably does. Doesn't mean you don't get some consequences. And we got a job to do, so let's move. I don't feel that. I just, just, I was surprised. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cyberpunk Red Homestead. Please rate and subscribe and follow us on Twitter at SkyhammerK, on Instagram and YouTube at Skyhammer Press, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash massive damage adventures. If you want some outtakes, keep listening after I stop talking. Um, so I'm reading this book called uh, A Burglar's Guide to the City. I just started it. Really cool. It's about how like thieves see the constructed world. Um, and in the introduction... They like had me with like a whole ton of nostalgia because they talked about how thieves will break through walls and rappel down elevator shafts to avoid using doors. And I'm like, huh, that feels familiar. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you, you had an invitation. <laughs> well, I have it on good authority that if there's a place you want to be, the surest fire way to do it is to put on a high-vis vest and grab a toolbox and a clipboard. 
Or and walk in with an irritated look on your face. I've heard a ladder works really well too. Like if someone has a ladder, you're like, I don't, I don't want to know what that ladder's for. <laughs> oh, and guess your hands are full. People would open doors for you. Yep. Um, 